God's presence is here tonight. Amen. And if you came expecting to receive something, you're going to receive something. But if you didn't come to ex- and expect to receive anything, you're going to leave the same way you came. Because you're going to get what you say. Amen. I want to read a, a word from the Lord by Dr. Savelle. But before I do that, I, I like to give honor to my father, God. I thank God for this opportunity to be able to stand before you great people on tonight. If it wasn't for God, I don't know where I'd be today. And I'd like to thank God for my pastor, Justin, and Pastor Annette. I thank God because they teach the word, y'all. Let, let me tell you something. You know, the music is good and it make you feel good and it make you move. But there is nothing like the word of God. The word of God will deliver you and set you free. I don't care what you're going through. If you really surrender to God, God's word will do what it says to do. It'll set you free from whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through. And I just want to say, thank God for our apostle of this house, Dr. Jerry Savelle, and his absent out preaching wherever. I love him dearly. And I just thank God for him. And I just pray for his protection as he travels all over the world delivering God's word. And he is such a tremendous man of God. And I stand before you today and tell you I love him. I wouldn't be what I am today without him. And I mean that. He saw something in me and that I didn't see in myself. A lot of y'all don't know. I used to ride motorcycles with him and I used to get to glean from him. And he, he taught me a lot of stuff. You know, when, when you're out with somebody that's got all the wisdom, like an apostle or Dr. Seville, Sometimes this ought to be for somebody. You need to be quiet and glean, pull from and get everything you can. Amen? Amen. So this is a word that he had for, um, God gave him, and it says October 8th, 2020. He said this, tell my people they'll need to remain strong and stay close to me. When I read that, the first thing that came to my mind, I need to stay in his word. That's what came to me. Stay in my word. He says, so they'll not be deceived by their enemy. His attacks will intensify, and we see that right now. And he'll try to prevail. But my power... Is greater and it shall not fail. Fear not, nor be fretful over whatever shall come. The battle is mine and I've already won. Glory to God. Contrary to what you will see 
and what you'll hear. In other words, opposite of what you see and what you hear right now. What you see in the news, what you see in the media right now, opposite of what you hear and see. He said 2020, 2021 would be a great year. A year of abundance of overflow. That's my plan and it shall be so. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God says in uh, Second Chronicles, it says, Second Chronicles 20, 20, it says, believe in the Lord God, so shall you be established. Believe the word of the prophet. Believe this word. Believe this word. He says, so shall you prosper. If you believe the word of the prophet, then he say, you're going to prosper. Amen. Thank God for that. I, I really needed that. And every day, no matter what it looks like, God is yet on the throne. God is yet on the throne, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care what you're going through. God is on the throne. God is bigger than any problem, any circumstance, any situation that any of us have in here right now. I don't care if it's sickness, God is bigger. If it's financial, God is bigger. Amen? God is bigger. Doesn't matter what's going on. God is bigger. You know? And so I just want to thank God tonight once again and thank all of those that are watching by way of internet and I just want to say thank you to all of my family back home this weekend. I went and, and preached uh, down in Commerce this weekend. I wasn't here Sunday. And I tell you, we had a really, really good time. And I, I got a brother-in-law that really raised me as his child, as his oldest child. And he bought me my first car and everything, you know. And I, I, I don't think he ever heard me preach in person. And he was there uh, this Sunday. And after the service... He came up and he was in tears. I didn't know what to say to him. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. And he came and grabbed my hand and he said, I don't know if he said brother or brother-in-law. I only remember him saying, you brought the word. And he was crying. And he said, I couldn't hold it. And he was crying. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, 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 you know, I didn't know that the anointing that was on me would touch him like that. But I said, God, I thank you that he saw something in me. He saw God in me. Amen. When we, when our folks see us, they ought to see God in us. When your family see you, they ought to see God in you. Why? Because we're not common. We're uncommon people. Amen. We're not common people. They are, they, he remembered the way I used to be. He couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe what he was seeing. It was uncommon to him. He was used to seeing me another way. Amen. That right there meant a lot to me. And I want somebody here tonight 
When you leave here, I want you to be able to affect or have an influence on somebody that you come in contact with. You know, it says a lot when you touch your family. We can go out here and minister to people that, that don't know us, but when your family see you, Oh, y'all, I, I already get, I, I ain't even got to my message. I, I'm, I'm feeling happy already. When your family see you, whoo, glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, pastor, uh, the pastor at the church where I preach, he told me, he said, he said, Vic, he said, do you remember a guy that you went to school named Jim Bob? I said, yeah. You're going to forget a Jim Bob. <laughs> I said, Jim Bob Grove? He said, yeah, Jim Bob Grove. He said, he's a uh, something out at, uh used to be E-System. It's L3 now. And uh, he's, he's in management out there. He said, uh, I told him that uh, you were going to be preaching here this Sunday. And he said, Vic Boone? <laughs> he said, uh, I told him, yeah, Vic Boone. No, not, not, not Vic Boone. He didn't remember me like this. But I thank God for the word. Y'all better stay with me because I ain't even got to the message yet. Y'all better stay with me. See, it's because of the word that got down on the inside of me that changed me. It wasn't me. Some of you all have heard me say how I was running from God. I didn't want to be saved. I didn't. I saw what they were doing. They laying hands on folks and they falling out in the floor and, and, and all of that and spitting and foaming up. And I'm like, I didn't want that. That was in them Pentecostal churches, y'all. I didn't want that. But I know that the word will reach out and grab you. Glory to God. I want to talk about the creative power of your words. Choose your words wisely. Amen? Christianity is called the great confession. But most Christians who are defeated in life are defeated because they believe and confess the wrong things. They have spoken the words of the enemy and those words Hold them in bondage. Am I, am I the only one that ever did that? Am I the only word person in here that spoke, you know, uh, the wrong words? Giving the devil all kind of credit. I didn't know any better. And if some of you was honest, you would admit it. You didn't know better, no better neither. Amen. And we would always say things that sounded good. But what those words were doing, they were holding us in bondage. Amen? Proverbs 6, 2 says, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. In other words, you are trapped by the words of your mouth. Negative words coming out of your mouth is going to always cause you to live common. Y'all stay with me. Hallelujah. The Amplified says, you are snared with the words of your lips. You are caught by the speech 
of your mouth. Think about it, y'all. We may not think it. Sometimes me and my wife be riding and I say something and she said, well, if that's what you believe, I'm in agreement with you. I said, wait a minute. No, I didn't mean that. I cast that down in the name of Jesus. See, I, I, I'm, I'm still learning, Pastor. I ain't got this all right yet. I know some of y'all been in here 40 and 50 years. You got it made. You don't have to worry about getting yourself corrected or nothing. But I do. I do. I'm letting you know. I make mistakes. I'm a man. I'm a human. Amen. But I thank God for the Holy Spirit that live on the inside of me. When I do fall, I'm here. I'm, I'm quick to get back up. Amen. A righteous man fall seven times, but he gets back up again. Proverbs 18, 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I tell people all the time, I'm free now. Before I came to heritage, can I just be honest and tell the truth? Before I came to heritage, I was in bondage. I'm telling you the truth. I was weighted down. I couldn't, you couldn't do nothing in where I was at. Everything I done was wrong. And I was trying to be a people pleaser. You know, that's what I was trying to do, live in common. But I live uncommon now. I'm living the way Jesus lived. I'm doing the things that Jesus did. Because we can do it. God created the universe with words. Words filled with faith are the most powerful things in the world. The key to the God kind of faith is believing with the heart and confessing with the mouth. Our lips can make us victors or can keep us captives. We can fill our words with faith or we can fill our words with doubt. What are you filling your words with? What's coming out of your mouth? Huh? We can fill our words with love. That will melt the coldest heart. Or we can fill our words with hate and poison. But the Bible says in James 1.22, this is what causes us to live uncommon. He says, be ye doers of the word. And not hearers only. Oh, it's quiet up in here. I got y'all where I want you now. I got you where I want you. God said, be doers of his word. Not hearers only. If you want to walk or live uncommon, you're going to have to do what the word of God say do. Okay, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews 11.3. It says, Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now stay with me. 
This is not theory. It is fact. It is a spiritual law. God never does anything without saying it first. God is a faith God. God releases his faith through words. Come on, y'all. Be quiet now. I'm finna show you. Go with me to Genesis chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. In Genesis 1, 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse 2 says, And the earth was without form. It was a place of chaos, ruin, just an empty place, and void. It was just empty. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, verse 3, and God said, and it was so. And God said, glory to God, let there be light. And there was light. Millions of miles of light appeared just at the voice of God saying, let there be. Think about it. I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but I, I, I stay with that. Verse 6 says, and God said. Verse 9 says, and God said. And it was so. Verse 11, and God said. And it was so. Glory to God. Verse 14 say, and God said. And it was so. Verse 20. And God said, are y'all getting this? And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life. When God said that, from the little bitty tadpole began to move in the water to the great whale. Just at what he said. Think about it. Glory to God. Verse 24, and God said, Now look at this. Verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion. This word dominion is to rule and to reign over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God said, let us make man in our image. Y'all, I got you now where I want you. Glory to God. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 5. I'm finna show you something. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. I'm just gonna take my time tonight. It says, tell us, uh, Ephesians 5, 1 tells us to be imitators of God as Children imitate their parents. Glory to God. Glory to God. We are to imitate God. Help me somebody. If God said, what are you saying? 
If God said, shouldn't you be saying what God said? Glory to God. We should be imitating God as dear children. My daughter, she didn't know what I was preaching, but she sent me a picture today of, of her kids. And, and their daddy was sitting on the couch and he had his hand behind his head like this. And then the biggest one over here, he was sitting just like him. Then the little bitter one over there was just like that too. What were they doing? Imitating their father. Imitating the father. What did Jesus say? I only do, huh? Come on, y'all help me. I only do what I see the father do. And I only say what I hear my father say. What are you saying? If you do and say what the father say and do, then you're going to experience uncommon living. Come on now. But we're going to have to do and say what he do. The Amplified says it this way. Therefore, be imitators of God. Watch this. Copy him and follow his example. Wow. As well-beloved children imitate they father. Glory to God. I, I, you know, I think about that, man, because I, when I read this, I began to think back when my son was little and, and me and him be going fishing or, or uh, yeah, we would go fishing and he would, you know, he wasn't big enough to put his arm up on the door, but I, it'd be cool and I had the windows down. I put my arm up on the door like this and I'm riding and, and I see him looking over at me. And then I, I'm not I'm not paying him no attention. Then he put his little arm up on the door like this, imitate me. Try to do exactly like me like I do. Well, that's what we ought to do about God. I believe that if we would do what God say do, we would get those same results that Jesus got. Come on, somebody. I believe that we will get those same results. Y'all stay with me. God wouldn't ask you to do something that you're not capable of doing. Do you agree with that? Jesus operated in faith while he was on the earth. He spoke to the wind and the sea. He spoke to demons. He spoke to the fig tree. He even spoke to the dead. Come on, y'all. Remember when he spoke to the storm in Mark chapter 4, verse 35? He said, and the same day when the even was come, he, Jesus, saith unto them, let us pass unto the other side. And when they had sent, had, had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? They didn't, they didn't realize who was on the boat when they'd been with him all this time. And he arose and rebuked the wind. He spoke to the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. Glory to God. Jesus. Now we got to understand when he did this, 
He hadn't died and went to that cross yet. He's doing this as a man. Huh? He's doing this as a man. He laid, Philippians say, he laid aside his mighty weights and power and glory and became as a man. That, that's what it said. So he's doing this as a man. So if he's doing this as a man, if we would stay close to God, have a, a, a communion with God, we could do the same thing. He's given us these examples for us to follow. What, who is a better example than Jesus? Huh? And they looked at him and they, they like, man, who is this uncommon? Who is this? Even the wind and the waves, they obey him. Who, what man or man is this? Uncommon. Rare. You say, well, yeah, but that's Jesus. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm going to show you in a, in a few. And Jesus healed the demon-possessed boy. In Matthew chapter 17, I know I'm just reading a lot of scripture. I could just talk in and tell you, but I want to read some scripture. Matthew chapter 17, verse 14, it says, And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him, Jesus, and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oftentimes he falleth into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to the to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. You know, and I, I was reading this story. Another translation say that they was at the at the foot of the the hill, at the bottom of the hill, and I'm, I'm and Jesus was up in the mountain praying when they brought him to 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 the disciples. And the disciples couldn't do this. And I imagine Jesus sitting up just watching them do this. Okay. Yeah, let, let, let me go down here. What's going on? Well, well, Jesus, I bought my, I bought my son who falls in the fire and, and into the water to your disciples to heal him, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus said, bring him to me. Bring him to me. Let's keep reading. And and I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation. In other words, he said, O faithless and corrupt people, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? This word suffer is to, how long must I put up with you? In other words, how long do I have to put up with you? Huh? He said, bring him hither to me. Glory to God. And Jesus rebuked the devil. Now, this word rebuked, I looked it up and said, admonish or charge deeply. And then I kept, I kept researching and it said, warn or reprimand. Woo, now that make a difference. In other words, Jesus warned the devil. Look now, let him go. Amen. And he departed out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Amen. Is this the master? Is this the head of the church? Oh, glory to God. 
And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. These were his disciples. You mean they had unbelief? Huh? For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And then he said, how be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. I, I, I wonder how many Christians today is still praying and fasting. Huh? He says these things go by fasting and prayer. I think some of the Christians don't want to lay hands on the, he said that we can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This is causing us to be uncommon, but a lot of us don't want to do it because we ain't been praying and fasting. Oh, y'all got quiet on me. Let me get back over here. In order to do what Jesus did, you're going to have to do what Jesus did. Huh? If you expect to do this, come on, y'all, you're going to have to do what Jesus did. The Bible talk about Jesus always going and praying to the Father. Late at night, early in the morning, Jesus getting up while everybody was asleep, going to pray, communing with God. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> Glory to God. Go with me to Mark chapter 13. No, I mean, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 11. I'm sorry, forgive me for that. Mark chapter 11, verse 13. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if happily, he might find anything thereon. This word happily meaning, in other words, by chance. He just went by chance and like perhaps or maybe. Perhaps I might find something on it or by chance it might be something on it. Maybe something on it. And then he said, and when he came to it, the fig tree, he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs was not yet. It wasn't time for the figs. And Jesus answered and said unto it. Oh my God. Jesus answered and said unto it. The fig tree. Jesus talked to trees, y'all. Is this the Bible? So, well, I said as I was doing this, I went outside, Pastor, and my tree was started losing all its leaves. And they talking about, well, we're going to have an early fall. I said, I don't know. Ain't nobody else leaves falling but mine. I said, my tree will live and not die. I spoke to it. I sure did. I believe when I speak to that tree, it's going to live and not die. Just like Jesus cursed this one and it died, I can speak to mine and it'll live. Y'all, are y'all getting this? Verse 14 say, and Jesus answered and said unto it, the tree, man talking to a tree, y'all. Glory to God. No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. And in the morning, as they passed by, 
they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remember saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest, it withered away. And Jesus answered and saith unto him, unto them have faith in God. You know, a lot of times we say, y'all, I got faith. But do you have faith that you can do what God say that you can do? Pastor Justin used the illustration a long time ago. He had a chair with three legs and one was kind of broken. He said, do you have faith that this chair will hold you? He said, but yeah, you have faith that this one will hold you. You know this will hold you. But do you have faith that this one will hold you? Because you can see it. See, do you have faith to believe God that you can lay hands on the sick and they recover? Everybody in here is believers. And the Bible said that you shall lay hands on the sick. Not the pastor. Not me. He said you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's the word of God. James said, be ye doers of the word. Go and do it. Don't worry about what it looked like. God said it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to lay hands on you. If you don't get healed right then, then take that up with God. But I tell you what, the Bible said, as they went, they were healed. That's uncommon, y'all. We got to just do what God say do. Believe it and do it. Just do it. If you want to live uncommon, you're going to have to do some uncommon things. People ain't going to agree with you. I know some of y'all in here, y'all ain't always had these brand new cars and things. You know, y'all had some of them old hoopties. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I know I had one and some of y'all have too. But you get in the car, now you crank up. Now you're going to crank. He, she going to crank. Come on, come on, crank. Crank, crank, talking to your car, and then you set up five or ten, crank, now crank, and then boom, 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 then it crank up. Come on. You got faith to believe for that old hoop in the crank. Why you can't have faith to lay hands on somebody and they get healed? Come on, Pastor. That's, that's laughable, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Uncommon living. How many of you want to live uncommon? I do. I don't know about you, but I do. Glory to God. Verse 21, no, 22. And Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. Okay, and then verse, uh, go with me to John chapter 14. He says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, Glory to God. The works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. Because I go to the Father. Jesus said greater works than that. What I've been talking to y'all about. Greater works shall you do. Am I in the book? He's talking about you and me. Amen. That's who he's talking to. He said greater that's uncommon, ain't it? Greater. I don't know about you. I want to do greater. I want greater. I want greater. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm almost through. 
Give me just a few more minutes. Let's talk about the dead man. Jesus raised the dead. And I, 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 you know, I believe those stories about Smith Wiggleworth and how he raised the dead. And I, I believe that. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't believe it, you'll never do it. We believers, we supposed to believe. Huh? Watch this. We're talking about living uncommon. Luke chapter 7 and verse 12. Now when he came not to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, weep not. Verse 14. And he came and touched the briar and they that bare him stood still. And he said, he, Jesus said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. In other words, we would say, get up. The New Living Translation says it this way. I like this. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. Jesus stopped the funeral procession. Glory to God. What was Jesus doing? Jesus was imitating his father and getting the same results as the father. I believe we can get the same results that Jesus got. But in order to do that, we're going to have to commune with the father. We're going to have to spend time with the father, talking to the father, hearing from the father. Amen. Let me ask you a question. This is one of the things I wrote down. When Christians are asked, when were you saved? They often say, answer by saying something like, about 9 o'clock on July the 10th. And they are mistaken, however. But God saved you nearly 2,000 years ago. Huh? It only became a reality when you believed it and confessed it that you were saved. But God saved you over 2,000 years ago. It didn't become a reality until you confessed it and you believed it. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Man is a spirit being and very capable of operating on the same level of faith as God. Glory to God. So with that being said, we can operate on the same level that Jesus did, but it's going to take time. It's going to take us getting up when God trying to wake you up in the wee hours of the night, two, 
three in the morning trying to wake you up and get you out of bed because he want to say something to you. He want to talk to you, but you don't want to get up out of the bed. You're going to have to do like Jesus did. Get up while everybody is asleep and, and go into a solitary place where you can talk to the Father and, and then begin to commune and talk in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit until you get a release. This is what causes you to be uncommon. Amen? Amen? I, I love the Lord. And my wife will tell you, I, 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 you know, now I don't got to have a public job. I get up. I don't want to get up just because I'm not working on a public job. I don't know, but y'all don't understand. Preaching is a job. That's a job. Amen? And some mornings I don't want to get up. God want to say something to me. I got to get up. Okay, Lord, let me get up. And and, and sometimes I just lay there and, and, and won't get up. And then he'll tug at me again. I say, I reach over to my wife and say, I'm going in the study right quick. She know where I'm going. Is it, is it fun? No. But we got to train ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a lifelong journey. If we want to do the things that Jesus did, we're going to have to do what he did. Amen. We got one. I pastor Justin. This man is preaching on altars. Oh, Lord Jesus. Y'all, the man is anointed by God. And I know that he's hearing from God. And I'm not saying this to try to pump him up or, or anything. And I know he don't like to hear this stuff. But people get jealous of him probably. But you know what? Pastor, you got to learn how to just shake them haters out. Shake them out. You got to shake them out. Shake them out. You can't help what God can give you. And you know what? I'm not none of pastor. I don't teach like pastor. But I operate the way God give me. And guess what? If I do what God tell me to do, how God tell me to do, you going to be blessed because it's going to be anointed. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, that, that's all I got for tonight. I'm just going to stop. But uh, I want to pray for anybody tonight that, that have not really, you can say, well, I, I haven't really been giving God my everything, and and you know, I, I I want more of the word. I want more of the word. You know, I'm steady trying to build myself up in the word. I don't want to be like nobody. I, I tell God, God, here I am. I'm yours. I give you legal access into this body. Come and use me. Speak through my vocal cord. Think through my mind. God, use me. Huh? When you be you, come on, somebody. God can use you. God can't use no counterfeit. You got to be yourself. Don't worry about how somebody else do it. Whether he do it like this or she do it like this. You do it the way God give it to you. Amen. Glory to God. I thank God tonight for this word. I need the word of God, ladies and gentlemen. I can't make it without it. If I hadn't gotten a hope to the word of God, I'd probably be either dead or in somebody's prison. Seriously. 
but God. I said, but God. I want to share something with you real quick. I don't know, Rochelle was, I don't know what we were doing, but Creflo was giving a testimony about something and he said something that I had said to Rochelle. I told him, I said, um, God told me not so. Too much unfinished business. I come close to death three times. The last time I come close to death was November the 5th at 11.05 p.m. in Hitchcock, Texas when I got hit by a car doing 70 miles an hour from behind. And I lived to tell about it. And I was in the hospital and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why? Why I didn't die? I did. I mean, I'm tired of going through all this pain, man. I mean, I've been down and I mean, I'm in pain. I'm hurting uncontrollably. And the Lord said, not so. Too much unfinished business. And one night, she was looking at something. I don't remember what exactly what it was. She come in the room running and she said, Vic, did you hear what Creflo said? I said, uh, yeah, I said, I never heard that before. Remember? She said, he said the same thing you said. I said, Shell, I ain't never heard that. But Creflo said that God told him not so. Too much unfinished business. I don't, I don't know what that means, I, I, but Creflo is one. I, I really love Creflo. I do. I do. I, I, I mean, the man is powerful. And uh, I just pray for him all the time. But there might be one tonight. You say, well, I'm not really where I need to be with the Lord. If that's you, just raise your hand. We're going to pray for you right where you're at. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. I want to pray for somebody. We need to get this word down in the, on the inside of us so we can live like Jesus lived. So we can do things like Jesus did. How many of you believe that God saved you for a purpose? Huh? Do you? Okay. He said it, didn't he? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. They are good and not evil. To give you hope in your final outcome. I want a closer walk with God. I want to get closer. I don't know about you. I want to be closer. I do. If that's you right where you at tonight, this word of God will cause you to live uncommon. And if you want to live uncommon, your children to be uncommon, your, your spouse, your family, your relatives, just raise your hand right, right where you at. I see these hands. I see them. I see them. Glory to God. Let us go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, 
I came before the throne of grace today and I preached what you told me to preach. I said it how you give it to me to say. And Father, you saw all the hands that would raise tonight. So Father, they're asking God for a closer walk to you. Touch their hearts right now, God. Touch them, God, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Fill them up, God. Saturate them with more of you, with more of your word. God, we love you. We honor you because you are the king of kings and lord of lords. Father, we enter into your gates right now, God, with thanksgiving and with praise. God, we love you. We honor you. God, you've been good to us. You've protected us. you watched over us. God, everything going on, God, you've just been good to us. You've been keeping us, God. And we're, we're not moved by what we see, but we're moved by your word. Father, we speak to our situations. We speak life and not death. God, we thank you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, look on each and every one of us. You know what we have need of. Father, you supply all of our need. Therefore, I declare and decree right now, God, that every need that we have tonight is already met. Financial, physical, spiritual, they're met now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. Father, I thank you for your favor. Your favor go before us and surrounds us. Your favor is opening up doors, God, that no man can shut. And we honor you, God. We love you. We give you praise and all the glory. In the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. With all the people of the Lord, say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you.